Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. On this day in 1851, Fort Belknap was established in what is now Young County in north-central Texas. Since the chosen site lacked water, the fort was moved two miles to its present location beside the Brazos River. Fort Belknap was a four-company post, at various times hosting companies from the 5th and 7th U.S. Infantry, 2nd U.S. Dragoons, and 2nd and 6th U.S. Cavalry. Belknap was the northern anchor of a chain of forts protecting the Texas frontier from the Red River to the Rio Grande. It became the hub of a network of roads, the most notable being the Butterfield Stage Route from St. Louis to San Francisco. The fort was abandoned in September 1867. Some of the buildings have been restored to form a recreational and cultural center that hosts more than 30,000 visitors annually. Now on to today's podcast. That home of tomorrow everyone was dreaming about in the 50s? It's here. Use of smart home technology is on the rise across the globe, with the United States universally acknowledged as the largest consumer. SafeSmartLiving.com's analysis of research by market and consumer data research firm Statista concludes that by 2023, there will be 70.6 million smart homes, nearly twice the number in 2018, and 53.9% of households will live in smart homes. Forbes Research predicts the value of the smart home device market will grow from $55 billion in 2016 to $174 billion in 2025. This rapid growth means license holders will soon see an increase in the buying and selling of smart homes. Understanding what constitutes a smart home and how such devices affect value, showings, contracts, inspections, and post-closing matters helps license holders reduce risk and unintended consequences for themselves and their clients. Joining us today to talk about how to buy and sell high-tech homes the smart way is real estate attorney and former Texas Real Estate Commission General Counsel, Carrie Lewis. Thanks for being here. No problem. Love love your program and, and happy to do it. We're here to talk about things to think about when buying or selling a smart home. To begin with, though, what are some of the latest technologies that are being put in homes these days? Well, first of all, I wouldn't say that I'm up to date on all the latest technology, but the smart home technology that I am aware of is amazing to me. Things like a device that adjusts the temperature and lighting in each room, Mm -hmm. uh, including different preferences for different people in the house, or a uh, a refrigerator that notes when you're low on an item and adds it to the shopping list on your phone automatically. And of course, security devices have gotten to the point where uh, you know a person is able to see who's at the door and speak to them from their cell phone when they're not at home, or if they are at home. And some security devices even allow homeowners to unlock the door when they're not present. So I, I just think that's, that's nothing I wouldn't have imagined when I was in my 20s, that's for sure. What steps should an agent take before listing a home with smart devices? Agents should ask the seller to think about and list all the smart devices they have in the house. And then, just like with any other fixture or accessory, 
The agent needs to ask the seller if they intend to leave all the devices or if they will be taking some of them when they move. Keep in mind that the reasons for leaving or taking the devices can be personal or can be financial. Right. Yeah, so for instance, maybe the seller just acquired the devices and knows how they work, really likes them, and wants to keep them. On the other hand, research has shown that selling a home with smart device features can raise the home's resale value by up to, I think, 5%. An agent should understand the market they're in and discuss the pros and cons of listing a home with or without smart devices. And it can be different in different neighborhoods. Can a seller use their smart security devices or baby monitors to watch and listen to buyers viewing their home? How should a listing agent advise her client in a situation like that? Okay, this this is an area of common misconception in Texas because everybody thinks I can do whatever I want within the walls of my house. It's my house. Uh, that's not true. Mm-hmm. The law in Texas allows a person to videotape their home when they are not present, but does not allow a person to audio tape a conversation in their home if they are not present and part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's an important distinction. As an attorney, I can look at what a seller wants to do and give advice based on the law. However, an agent can't give that kind of advice because it could be considered the unauthorized practice of law. So what I always recommend that an agent do is hand out an information sheet about surveillance of showings, um, something that was written by a lawyer that explains the law. Both the National Association of Realtors and Texas Realtors have those sheets available if the agent is a member. The other best advice for an agent in this situation would be to recommend that their seller consult with an attorney before recording audio from showings. How should a buyer navigate which smart devices stay in a house? Should those devices be specified in a sales contract? First, yes to the second one. But (laughs) both parties need to understand what smart technology is staying and what is not. If the technology is sufficiently attached to the home to be considered a built-in improvement or integrated into the house enough to be an accessory, it will convey under the terms of paragraph two of the TREC contract, unless it is specifically excluded by writing it in under paragraph 2B. So it's just like any other fixture or accessory to the house. It will convey under the terms of the contract unless it's specifically excluded. If uh, a seller or a buyer is unsure of the character you know, is it a fixture, is it an accessory, and the seller wants to take it when the seller moves, then list the device as an exclusion into paragraph 2B. It won't hurt anything to do that. That way, there's not an argument later over who gets to keep the device. If everybody knows, okay, this device is not a fixture, but the, the seller's basically selling all their smart devices to the buyer because it's all kind of related and integrated, then they need to do a non-realty item addendum. And that can be prepared by the agent. Or if the parties prefer, the parties themselves can just prepare a bill of sale for those devices. 
Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, agents should review a list of smart devices with their respective clients to make sure both parties understand which is being uh, sold with the house and how that's going to be reflected in a document. How does the presence of a smart device affect home inspections? Okay, this is a, a little bit of a trick, trick question. So keep in mind that TREC licensed home inspectors must be able to access and test all standard home operating systems like the HVAC. And of course, that would include the thermostat and lighting. If a smart device runs either of those systems, the home inspector might need access to the smart device to be able to perform the standard required home inspection. But also remember that just because a smart device is in the home, it doesn't mean it's part of the standard home operational system that is required to be inspected by a truck license inspector. So a buyer should arrange for someone qualified in that specific device to test that device if it's important to the buyer's decision when purchasing the home. Smart devices can often store personal user data the owner supplied to the device. How can a seller ensure the safety of their data if they sell the device with their home? Well, this this is really important for both the buyer and the seller. Um, The seller should remove any administrative access, passwords, codes, things like that, and any personal information from all connected devices. And the best way to do this is to return the devices to their factory settings. A seller should also review privacy settings and delete permissions and settings for mobile devices that may be synced with the smartphone. Uh, Similarly, buyers should make sure that the devices are returned to factory settings and that any of sellers' mobile devices that were synced are uncoupled. I have heard stories of sellers continuing to monitor the home they sold remotely after the sale. So um, both parties need to double check that one, personal information isn't being transferred, and two, surveillance isn't able to be had by the prior owner. So thank you again for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks again, Carrie. We've included a link to her latest TG Magazine article, Get Smart, Buying, Selling High-Tech Homes, on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. You'll also find a link to Carrie's website as well as a list of other podcasts she's been featured in. TG Magazine also features a real estate Q&A column featuring Carrie and real estate broker and former Trek chair Avis Wukash. To know when the next column is released, Subscribe to the digital version of TG. Each quarter, you'll receive an email with a mobile-friendly version of our award-winning flagship publication. Sign up for free by clicking the link in our description box. If you're still eager to get your hands on a physical copy of the July 2020 issue of TG Magazine, please make sure you update your mailing address with Trek. There is no charge to do this, and it is highly recommended you use your home address rather than your work address for your contact information. For more from the Real Estate Center, check out our research library. It includes a wide variety of economic reports and real estate articles. Our latest topics include age demographics and housing demand, 
McAllen Edinburgh Missions Economy, COVID-19 Impact Projections on Texas, Contractual Obligations During a Pandemic, and more. We've included a link to our research library on the podcast webpage. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you want more from the Real Estate Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, blogs, news, and more. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Real Estate Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reeder, and I'll see you next time. Bye.